to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm talking to Coach Valerie. Uh, so recently, Coach, I was listening to an interview with um, the Jillian Michaels, right? Uh, biggest loser as a personal uh, trainer. And she was talking about how she was working with uh, actually one of her kids. And it was it was a wonderful conversation about uh, being a personal trainer and her child was actually putting on weight. And so it was a, it was a real um, emotional thing for her. And she finally sat down with her daughter and she said, do you want my help? And her daughter said, yes, please. So she said, okay. And the next thing she said is we went out, we ran sprints. And I thought, wow, isn't that crazy? I just immediately brought it back to you and I, and this idea that as soon as somebody needs to lose weight, now she did go into a lot about diet and calories and the whole bit. So don't get me wrong. That wasn't the only thing she talked to her daughter about, but her first thing out of her mouth was we went out and ran sprints. And so I wanted to ask you about that, about the byproduct of learning how to run efficiently and that that byproduct isn't just necessarily running faster, but it's also losing mass, like actually you know, losing weight and how that affects your ability to run pain-free. Can we talk about that kind of taboo subject of weight loss with running? Well, absolutely. And by the way, I think that most people that want to lose weight or need to lose weight are aware of it. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, if and by, and as a runner, so with running, any extra weight, is going to keep you on the ground longer. I mean, there's a metabolic there's a metabolic cost because you have to hold your body weight and you have to hold it on one leg. So I mean, just when we stand in place and balance, we can feel the challenge. So in running, you know, we want to make sure we we're as efficient as possible, you know, with how we how we run. So one of the best things and one of the reasons I of course got into coaching was for running pain free. But also I've worked with so many women and men that they wanted to get into running for weight loss. So that's been a big thing. And in the beginning, kind of like you said, Jillian Michael said, we're going to run sprints. Well, I mean, if someone's got a lot of mass, I'm not sure sprints is where I would start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my concern. <laughs> yeah. But one of the, the things that's really, I think, so important is, is just like with anything else, if you start someone with the fundamentals of movement for running and for walking. So I would say both for running right. and start helping someone feel what does running actually feel like? Because if I say to someone, okay, we're just going to run to lose weight. And they say to me, well, and I say, well, how long can you run right now? And they're like, well, I can't run at all. Well, then one, I'm not going to have them sprint because they don't, you know, that's defeating. Uh, but most people start with, how about we just run from here to that you know, tree right here, right? That's very right. common. And then, you know, then we'll run to the next one kind of thing. Well, what you find is if you give someone the tools of starting movement correctly, here's how you start your movement. And then if you feel like you can't keep up with the movement or you need a break, you take a break and then you restart movement with the correct movement. Well, first of all, you're going to be able to move more efficiently. So that means you'll be able to move probably a little bit longer than you would but just trying to do a sprint or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. 
And then also because, of course, we do the three pillars. So we do skill, strength, and self-care. We've got a program where people can start with movement practice that doesn't include any distance, just running like a very short distance without sprinting, but also including strength and elasticity practice to start getting their body ready to handle the more volume or more distance of running at them at where they are, whatever weight you are, because that's where you're starting. But what you'll start to find is as you start getting more efficient, just in your running practice and in your running, absolutely, you're going to find that you're going to want to move better. You'll move better. And then, you know, you're actually going to probably expend much more positive energy in your running. And it's, this is interesting. I remember, I think I told you this one a few years ago, I was reading through some of Dr. Romanoff's um, notes and Dr. Romanoff, by the way, is the creator of Pose Method. And he's been my coach for over 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And it was really the, the way he said it was so simple, but it made so much sense. And he said, once you start to connect with movement and you feel how good it feels to move correctly, to move better, then you'll want to make your body something you want to be in to move better, you know, to run. Right. And basically what he was saying is instead of thinking, oh, I need to diet or I need to run so many miles, start connecting with how does it feel to move? And then you'll naturally, again, learning the movement helps you move more efficiently. But I feel like you yourself will be like, instead of running to eat or running and thinking how many calories did I burn or I ran three miles, I can eat whatever. You're going to actually start to connect with the movement and what running is. And it will change, I think, your relationship of why you're running and where you want to go in your run. Absolutely. I think that's really powerful. So getting back into that whole idea of like the starting and the stopping and sprints, that's that's really about heart rate training, right? That's high intensity heart rate training. We've talked about that too with like the CrossFit stuff. Um, why do people feel like if I if if I'm doing a CrossFit workout where I'm my heart rate's going up and coming down, going up and coming down, or I have to go, I go to the gym or I go to Orange Theory, I do whatever, you know, that I go to a hit workout, right? That that's somehow more beneficial than if I go out and run to the tree, take a break, reset, run to the next tree, take a break. That's the same thing, isn't it? Like, why do we Absolutely. get ourselves? <laughs> How to, that's explain cool. it to me. <laughs> that, that's complete culture. Because when you go to say you go to, let's say, Orange Theory. I've never been to Orange Theory, but we have yeah. a lot of runners that go. So right. they have a where you do the treadmill and they have a section where you do rowing and they have a section where you do weights. So in, but so it's like almost like a little triathlon setup, right? You do something and then for so long, and then you go do something else. And because it's set up that way, then they think of it as a different type of workout, even though there is running in it. Uh, same thing with CrossFit. You know, if you're doing a workout that's got barbells and then you jump on the rig and do some pull-ups there, you know, obviously the goal is to try to go as unbroken as you can, you know, doing right. all the reps. Everyone, everyone takes, you know, say there's 30 toes to bar or 30 something, whatever. Most people are going to be like, I'm going to do 10 and then 10. And no one thinks less of it. You're right. I mean, it's just the way that these interval sessions are set up. Runners, unless you've been a, in track and field or sprint, endurance runners, it's always been this belief that if I stop, I'm not running anymore. 
you know, people will say to me, oh, I ran a marathon. Well, I, well, I had to stop at the water stops. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay and, yeah. You know, I've talked about this. There've been people like Jeff Galloway. There was the guy, the penguin that started to normalize. It's okay if you need to stop and take a break. Right. So when, especially when you're learning, you know, it's one thing, it's like, I'm running a 26.2 mile run. How about when I'm just starting to learn? And I think because people have this fear that somehow if I stop, I'm not running anymore. My heart rate's going to drop or I'm out of my fat burning zone. Like there's so much misinformation that way. Whereas I tell people, or you, you know, in our program, we build you, we, we help you find first how to run, how to be more efficient in your run, and then be okay with that start and stop. It starts off like interval training. And the best part is, by the way, is we all need to do interval training. That's why HIT is so popular. Right. So why would you do it in your running, right? It doesn't have to be all about speed, guys. That's a, it's, that's a big difference. We're not telling you to go to the track and sprint, but to set up running in an interval style is very healthy. It's very normal. It's a very good way to get yourself going. And then absolutely, we still include that endurance portion of going out for longer distance. But why would I prescribe a longer distance to someone that doesn't yet have the ability to go a long distance? Right. Exactly. So I think that's really, I think that's really powerful. Um, and I think people forget that when they're, when they are trying to set a, set a goal or, or achieve something, they think, well, I have to go out and do distance. I have to go out and just grind through it. And really it, you don't it, actually, you will be more effective if you learn how to run correctly, learn how to run efficiently, and then run those shorter distances and work on your cardio. Yeah. I mean, work on your ability to hold, you know, the whole thing with running is you're holding your, your body weight on one leg. Right. So yeah, yeah. Leg on the ground. And our goal is to get you to minimize ground contact time. And most runners that are, you know, out there doing all those miles, that's great. I don't, it's great, but you've got to let yourself build to get there. And that, and that's what I want people to do is realize that you've got all lots of time to run a lot of miles. So what they're finding more and more is the start and stopping is fine. It does not, it will not, um, in any way hamper your fitness. In fact, it'll help you get there. And then once you are running longer distances, the best part is even if we're finding now you can break up a run into running one once in the morning and once later, your body is fine with it and actually prefers it sometimes. So the more we can get that message out, I think it'll help people to one, get started running and then stay with it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, if you like our podcast, you like what we're doing, we hope you will uh, give us five stars and review and share this with a friend and make sure you're subscribed. We do try to put it out on our, uh, and our social channels to remind you to go check it out. But if you are subscribed, it'll naturally get downloaded to your, wherever you listen to your podcast and you'll get notified in most cases from either wherever that is, uh, Spotify or iTunes, it'll come up and say, you have a new RunnerX podcast. And if you have any questions for us, please reach out to us at RunnerX. It's support at RunnerX.fit. That's support at R-U-N-R-X.fit. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the RunnerX podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit. 